Chico's gonna give you, what Rev is gonna give you, what Ben is gonna give you, what all three are gonna give you. The Big D. Chico's gonna give you, what Rev is gonna give you, what Ben is gonna give you, what all three are gonna give you. The Big D. Chico, Rev, and Ben, yet they're at it again. Breaking down the team, putting stats up in your head, nothing left unsaid. They're leaving it all on the field. Just like the favorite team, raising two cups and we'll chill. The knowledge isn't real for a trio so true. To representing the great red, white, and blue. And you love them too. That you can't deny, so just one time. Let me hear Dallas till I die. Chico's gonna give you what? Rev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you the Hey, welcome to Big D After Dark. So so glad you can join us this evening to talk about FC Dallas, FC Dallas news and results, and we have plenty to talk about. Of course, a draw at home against San Jose, which dims, perhaps, FC Dallas's playoff chances, but maybe that hope is still alive. The good news is Ricardo Pepe is in form. He's scoring for the team, and he's scoring now for the United States men's national team. What a rise for the youngster. We, we have a lot to talk about tonight, a lot of fun to have, and we want to take your questions and comments live. Welcome to Big D After Dark. And there we are. We are live. Welcome to Big D After Dark. Uh, Thanks for joining us, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. We're here to break down and talk about the latest FC Dallas news and notes and results. And we have plenty to talk about this week, um, especially because of of one Ricardo Pepe. But but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And of course, you can use the uh, comment section on YouTube or Facebook and and share with us a question or a comment you have about the team, and, and it will shape our show. And uh, we'll be we'll be we'll be grateful for those comments. Um, my name is Nathan Hill. I'm the host here at Nathan J Hill on Twitter. Uh, there in the middle with the Skype logo is our buddy Ben Lyon at Bird Turgler. Say hello, Ben. Hello, Ben. And there in the end is, El Ch- is Jose Carmona, at El Chico Carmona. Don't want to get ahead of myself there. Um, good to see you, Jose. Bienvenidos. All right. We we have a lot to talk about. Let, let's just get, uh, well, first, let's just note what's been all over um, uh, uh, Twitter today a little bit, which is, and I'm splashing it up on the video feed for those watching on video, that five years ago uh, was the U.S. Open Cup win for FC Dallas, an incredible achievement, a game which I was there for, an incredible performance from Mauro Diaz, and really a solid roster all around. Oscar Perea, head coach, deserved this and uh, really worthy of celebration. 
just some good good faces to see, good memories. Kellen Acosta was still with the team back then. Oh, how time flies. Uh, you know, uh, a great moment, a historic moment for the club, but it would be nice to have another one of those moments in the next couple of seasons, wouldn't it, guys? Wouldn't it? That'd be great. Anything sticks out from that five from that memory five years ago of of the Open Cup Championship, uh, Ben? Anything for, for you? That was the year that we were going to win everything, even though Fabian Castillo ran off the turkey. Um, mm. It was still it was still all there, all there to play for, and then it just unraveled at the end of the year when uh, Maori is the greatest number 10 in FC Dallas history um, uh, got hurt. And that really like that, that, that was the beginning of the end of the uh, Oscar Perea era. So mm. a lot, a lot happened in that, yeah. in that month, but that, that was, that was exciting. Yeah. And you know, it was quite quite the night you know all the, the the fans were going nuts i mean it was everything about that night was just electric and and uh you were you know it was nice to be on top of the world for for, for a change and shield was inside you know the the conquer cop group qualification was inside and everything was looking great and uh we didn't know that was going to be, you know, hmm. the pick the, the the peak of the of the mountain that year. Yeah, you know, FC Dallas won the supporter shield that year as well. Great roster, really solid roster, a lot of veterans, a lot of good leadership. But yeah, you remember back when Morrow was fouled and um, was done. That was it, and really playoff run was was not to be. Uh, gosh, but. What a magical night! And they they were, I remember because they were they went down a goal, and and yet the way the team was playing and even the energy in the crowd, it, there was there was no doubt that the team was going to come roaring back, and they did they did it was a, a a fun a fun game to be at fun fun memory, but let's 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 go to the present because that's a nice contrast to begin our conversation tonight, as we talk about the game on Saturday. FC Dallas got a good week off. Um, well, at least most of the team did. Some players were were working for their countries, uh, representing their countries. But the team had had an opportunity to rest, and so they came out at home against San Jose, a really vital match, and unfortunately came away with a one-one draw. Went down early off of just a penalty kick mistake that I still think is a little controversial. I'm I think it was a bit harsh, um, but I want to hear from you guys about that in a minute. And then we're able to get uh, at least draw level behind a Ricardo Pepe goal. I mean, generated a lot of opportunities and just couldn't put them away. A really difficult match because. If this team is going to make the playoffs, they need to win at home. So let's just start with reactions from the match. Jose, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, was this a gut punch for you, or is it just, hey, this has been the season for FC Dallas? Um, it wasn't a gut punch. It was a disappointment for sure. Um, you know, we can argue the first goal we want, but the bottom line is the team equalized and had 
plenty of time to find the game winner and, and they couldn't do it. And, you know, I'm not as bummed out as a lot of people are, you know, there were only four points, four points out of the playoff spot. And, and, and the way, the way you got to look at it is they're in a pack and, and none of the teams ahead of Dallas impresses. You, even if you're not impressed with, with FC Dallas, you're not impressed by any of the teams ahead of them or behind them. And in all honesty, it's just a quagmire. And, and the team that climbs out of that is, is it, it's could still do it with a short run, you know, and Dallas has five home games left. So they have to figure out a way to get some points on this next road match, uh, road matches they got coming up. They got, they have to find a goal, uh, a tie, a tie here, a tie there. You know, what, what, you got three road, road games in a row. I, I could live with three points. And if they can get three points out of that or more, that would be, that'd be great. Because it's not that that's going to get anybody excited about them making the playoffs. But I don't have any faith that any team ahead of them is going to pull away. Mm. So that's the only thing that's keeping me from going, oh man, what a bummer. Because in all honesty, we're not the only fan base saying that about our team. All the fan bases of the teams ahead of us and behind us are saying the same thing. They're like, man, what does the team have to do to secure a playoff spot? So mm. that's that's what gives me confidence. It's 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 you know I'm a NFL fan like a lot of people here, and it's like being in a weak conference. You know, I'm not saying the West is weak, but I'm saying after the top four teams, everybody else is in the same boat. There's nothing separating any of those teams. And Dallas gets to play a lot of those teams. They get to play Houston. They get to play LAFC at home. They get to play Minnesota, uh, San Jose. Uh, I'm just saying, all these teams that are ahead of them or around them, uh, they play Vancouver. So FC Dallas will have a say on whether they get into playoffs or not. And I'm not riding them off yet. All right. Ben, what are your reactions to the draw at home against San Jose? I think we're getting Man, it some. Was like, uh, it, was, it was a bummer. But <laughs> I felt like so we were many... getting some static here. We're getting some interference in the in the feed. But no, okay, that was Ben. Yeah, um, he had so many good chances to score that game. You know, I mean, uh, again, credit to Marcinkowski for making a couple of really, really clutch good stops. But you know, uh, discredit to. O'Brien and and Paxton for shooting the ball right at Marcinkowski mm. on three separate occasions. Um, the, both of those guys have not finished well this year, and you know, that's that's a difference maker right there. You know, uh, you know I complain about Hara all the time. You know, he's not unlike O'Brien. His he's got something to offer. He's got speed. Um, you know, he just his decision-making and his shooting have not, have not matched his talent. Um, so you mean like he needs to have that happen this week. Paxton too. Paxton, you need to, you need to score a goal this week. Um, all the guys that are not finishing well in the front four, they need to, they need to figure that out quickly or let Shun figure it out. He hadn't finished all that well either. <laughs> 
It hasn't been his strength, though. You yeah. know, finishing yeah. hasn't been his strength. It's been getting the assists and and yeah, I think I think that that's the attack just has to get going. And let's face it, you know, the defense plays well and they do a hiccup here, a hiccup there, and allow a goal here and a goal there. And that's kind of frustrating too. I mean, with Shun, though, you know, like, he actually, he was a pretty good finisher in Hungary. Um, you know. Um, hasn't come yet. I want right. to say he had he had eight goals um, for MTK before he came came to FC Dallas this spring. Like, he, he, could, he could finish. He could shoot, for sure. He just hadn't, hadn't found it yet. I still feel like for him, it's just getting that first one over the line, and then the the rest will follow. But yeah, um, his assists have been great. Yeah, well, I mean, let, let's just talk about the opening that San Jose goal, which was a, a penalty awarded off of, a, of of an apparent handball as Hedges um, dove in to clear the ball, and the ball hit his hand. I mean, I I still look at that and I just say, gosh, that's so harsh. I I don't know. I mean. Hedges was using his hand to sort of catch himself on the grass. I, I don't know where the hand is supposed to be at that point. Um, but I don't know. They reviewed it. Uh, I just feel like that's a harsh call against a defender there. Granted, though, granted, in San Jose's defense then, it, it was a terrible playing out of the back kind of situation that led to the, the mistake and Hedges had to scramble people were scrambling and so those are the situations which lead to penalties for this team over and over again when the team puts itself kind of does its own damage uh, I mean did you guys disagree with the penalty call at all or am I on my own out here I mean I didn't really because you know Hedges like basically dove in front of the ball and you know it didn't matter. It didn't. It didn't matter how you sacrifice your body there. You know. I mean, like he can dive in with his arm tucked and hurt his shoulder, or he, or he could just like not dive at all um, to get in front of that ball. So, you know, that's probably what he should have done and take take your chances with Felipe there. But you know, is what it is. Yeah, I I thought it was a fifty fifty call myself that could have gone either way, but. You don't. Dallas doesn't get those calls. So, yeah. mm. I mean, you tell me the last time that they they got a call. I mean, at home, you know, that's what I mean. You know, you, you go to other you go to other stadiums, they get those calls. At home, you don't really see that from Dallas. You don't really see them getting getting those those calls going their way. And it just we're just used to it, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. it's to the point where it's like expected. It's like, oh man, that's they're not gonna overturn that. You know, it's it, it's a little disappointing, but again, it happened early enough and they equalized. So to me, I'm more disappointed that they couldn't find that that game winner down the stretch. Well, let's let's listen to Lucci, uh, head coach Lucy Gonzalez's uh, comments post the game. Just kind of his just about his perspective on the match kind of what FC Dallas can pull from and um and we'll we'll see I mean are we feeling are we feeling Lucci's vibe here I thought we initiated the game well I thought we pushed the game we were very clear our, of our intentions to get pressure 
on them to play forward, to get the, the block up and, and push the game. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, in a little moment of, of not aware, you know, not aware, uh, they, they, they score on a PK. So that's not how we want to start. That's not what we, how we, you know, it's not, it's not in the plan. Uh, but I liked our response in terms of just keep playing. And, and I thought we created good chances before the half. For me personally, I, I was very, I actually calm. I knew we were going to tie the game. I knew for a fact we were going to tie the game um, <clears throat> just based on the way we initiated the game and based on the week that we had. Going further than that, that's, that was that next step. We, we fell short of that. So, you know, overall has to be, we have to be disappointed to leave two points on the table in, in a, with a direct rival that, that we need to go over, that we need to go over them. And, you know, that's that extra that, that we, we're still trying to find because I thought we played with heart. I thought we showed a response after being down. I thought we showed a commitment of the group. 90 minutes, I mean, you, you saw physically, mentally, they, put, they left everything on the field. So, and, and you know, San Jose is a tough team as well. They, they commit everything, and it's a, it becomes a lot of duels, a little, you know, small-sided, small group, small number moments. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I want to grab the positives. Let's keep those ingredients. The shifting was good. We were stepping with our lines. Um, I thought we were, we were good playing in forward combinations, interior, exterior, exterior, interior, to break their lines, to get, to get forward. Um, I think you saw the possession. But it's 1-1, so we need, we need to do more. We need to do more. And <clears throat> but, but I know if we, we do more, if we show the intentions that we showed tonight, um, points, points will bounce your way, home or away. Points will bounce our way, uh, home or away. I mean, there was a lot to like about this performance. FC Dallas didn't slouch, didn't give up after that early goal. They fought and, and were really unlikely not to get the draw, get the equalizer much earlier in the match. Um, I, I know Lucci needs to stay positive, and there were some positives to draw from this game, but... Oh, it just seems like over and over again, this team is falling short in some key moments here and there, right? And, and that has been what has mattered this season. And we may look back at the, at the season and say, man, points here or there, we'd be talking about a different, a different level for this team, you know, a different set of runs or whatever. Yeah, it just seems like, the, you know, this team is missing a little bit of luck. You know, they, they, they've played some games where they've just been un, unlucky to to get a draw or unlucky to pull a win from a draw. And, you know, it just shows you that there's something missing. You know, they, they got – they seem to have – they seem to be missing a catalyst. You know, sure, you got you – got, you, hope, you hope that, that Pepe is that player – you hope that Chewy's that player. The thing is, is it's not that simple. You know, they're missing something. There's a key ingredient missing that could tie it all up. And, and you know, you, you you hope one of the younger players. You hope like a Paxton or Shun or something like that steps up, and and they find that you know that that player that can pull something out of nothing, which. 
I don't know. You know, you see other teams have that player when, when it's a draw. You know who's going to score for them. And and you can't say that for Dallas. I mean, sure, you got Pepe as your – we all know he's going to score. But somebody else has to also step up and, and, and be there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I We can't put our finger on it. And I think everyone's a little frustrated because you see those flashes of – brilliance that this young squad puts out there and then you also see the in in, in one game you can also see everything that's wrong with this team mm-hmm. so it's it, every match is like a roller coaster ride you know with its ups and downs and more often than not you, we wind up somewhere down the middle yeah all right well how many how many draws is that this year now 10 Ten. No, no, eight, That's, eight, eight. Never mind. I was gonna say ten sounded pretty high, but it feels like it's ten. I mean, it feels like every every time we need a win, we get a draw. I mean, so let's bring on some more road draws, I guess. Yeah, road draws. Well, I think, I, I think the time for road draws is over. Which, on a brighter note, I think that means that they'll play a more open style over the course of the next couple of months. That could be really exciting. And maybe that's just the uh, kind of uh, kind of nudge that somebody like Shun or Obreon or Paxton needs to, you know, find their finishing touch. Well, so does that mean Lucci's got to take some chances here with his lineups, or, 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 or maybe not the lineup, but maybe be the, just more aggressive, less 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 pro less reactive and more proactive. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, he's going to have to, you know, put his team into a more tactically aggressive posture, I, I, I would say, you know, especially early in games. And, it, you know, I mean, it, it, could, it could certainly blow up in his face. Uh, I will say, you know, one thing that's going for them going into uh, their match with NYCFC is the game is in uh, – Harrison instead of at Yankee Stadium, so they're playing on a normal field, and and, so and not almost, a pinball. It's almost pinball like a neutral site, really. You know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, and that that weird small postage stamp field. They don't have to, you know, be as boxed in playing on that. You and, know, I mean, like that neutralizes some advantages you, you get with Obreon playing and some of the younger guys. And I think you know NYCFC is built to play on that smaller field too. So, so I right. think I think this is a, you know, I'm thinking positive. I'm thinking I'm like 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 Ben says. I'm happy they're not playing in, in Yankee Stadium, and and hopefully this gives FC Dallas a shot at pulling something out of there. I mean, three points would be great. You know, and in all honesty, would revive my faith in the team. But you know. Let's see what happens. Let's see. Let's see them go out there and be aggressive and not play defensively for ninety minutes and hope to get out of there with a zero-zero draw. Well, I think you nailed it there, Jose. Because, like, I think, I'm, you know, right now FC Dallas is a team that it's hard to pinpoint that one thing that if this thing went right, boom. Like, in, in some ways, it's a positive because, like. Think of last year and their, how f- that their finishing and their attack and the final third 
really let them down. But the defense was solid, you know, and you sort of could say, well, if that final third kicks in. Well, you know, final third has kicked in this year, finally. You know, you get the right personnel on the field, uh, including one Ricardo Pepe, who we'll talk about in a moment. Um, you know, he's scoring. He, he's scoring confidently. And uh, Jesus Ferreira is, is good. Shun is good. Um, you know, we're still figuring out the other piece. Is it is it Paxton there? Is it is it Obreon? Um, how can we get consistent play? But then... But then our defense is letting us down with just mistakes and just, you know, and it's and I like that Hedges and Martinez got the start this past weekend, um, but then boom, there's just that mistake again, and and it's not like simply to say like oh Hedges just needs to be better or Martinez needs to be better, like it's just like the ball bounces weird and uh, you know there are mistakes sure, but there's also it's just like. How do you fix that as a coach? How do you just keep going and saying we got to be sharper, we got to be better? You know, like, you know, is it the personality? You know, the midfield can be better, yes. Is it the right mix? It's just a lot. Injuries have been a challenge. It's just been a lot of stuff. So, I feel like, are we at the point where like this is the, what the team is going to look like, or, or yeah, maybe it's just that right configuration of players that we're still trying to get that's going to carry us forward. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's that easy of an answer. And, and maybe we'll find out this week. Let, let's hold the we'll, – we'll talk about that at the end. But let me ask this question. Jose, you kind of answered it earlier. Are we losing hope about the playoffs? Um, are, are you still hopeful that this team can make the playoffs or – or are you pretty resigned to that this is probably not going to be a playoff season? And like I said, I've said it earlier, and uh, this next three road matches they've got coming are very important. I say if Dallas can stay within six points of the playoff of the playoff spot heading into that home stretch, uh, then I would be happy with that. You know, I think I think they need to to be within six points of the playoffs as they because. Think about it. Five of their last seven matches are at home. That's a stretch you want. That's a stretch where you want to be within striking distance because that's when you make your run. The fact that they got another draw at home dampens that, but, you know, it's what I'm hanging my hat on. It's this team, if they can just hang in there, get a point on the road here, a point on the road there, I think they'll be fine. I think just get home and no more you know, hiccups at home, take care of business because let's face it, those home matches, those five home matches are against other playoff pretenders. So you got, you got to, you got to show that you're a contender then because if you can't, and I would say any more draws at home from the last five home games. And yeah, I'll have to hang, start hanging my head a little, but at this moment, I still think they can do it. Ben? I mean, uh, everybody in front of them has a game in hand. Um, so that's 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 bad, uh, obviously. Um, 538 has them at about a 9% chance to make the playoffs. I think that's a little low, but I also don't think that they're, like, have a 1 in 5 chance. I mean, they, they, draws on the road aren't going to do it. They got. They got. They got to get three points every 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 match. They got to be fighting for three points. You know, a draw. It's just 
it's not going to cut it at this point. Not with, you know, like I say, everybody has a game in hand. Minnesota has two games in hand. Um, you know, like they they, they got to start making up for lost time, and it's got to start this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Ben. I, I feel like my hope is, is dimming. It doesn't mean there's not a lot to play for in this season, um, and there's not a lot that, that guys can do um, and this team can do to answer some questions about even next season. And they certainly should continue to fight until it is absolutely no chance, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, this week is going to be crucial. If they can get some, some points, as many as they can on the road, it will certainly help and give them a fighting chance. But it's they they, they got to win one of the one of the, one of the games. This uh, week. Yeah, at least one of the games. Four this points. Week. You got to get four points at least. That two point per game average at least aim for that. I mean, a lot can happen, and, and the teams ahead of them could just have injury issues. Could just, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's life. It's life. Um, and our our buddy, our buddy, um. Poach there is finally joining. He said uh, he had to unload the groceries. So good, good. Um, we're just talking about playoff hopes. Well, let's let's shift over to some really positive stuff then. Last week we talked about Pepe. We talked about the United States men's national team at Greg Berhalter making the peculiar choice in their two opening draws of this World Cup qualifying qualifying campaign to not play Pepe at all, to not start him, to not play him even as a sub. And I think the theory then was proposed that, you know, you play Pepe and he wins. And guess what happens? In Honduras, a tough place to play, Pepe starts. First half wasn't so good. I think Berhalter kind of, yeah, drank some of his own Kool-Aid a bit there. Um, I I prefer the term sniffing his own farts. Okay. (laughs) Good. And then guess what happens? Ricardo Pepe. Ricardo Pepe, 18-year-old Fanon from FC Dallas, El Paso native, legend in the making, assists two goals, scores one goal, and and the United States just blows out Honduras 4-1. Um, an incredibly fun match to watch, especially that second half, and just to be delighted as an FC Dallas fan, to, to, to be thankful to be alive to see Ricardo Pepe play the beautiful game. Um, Burhalter, we told you so, right? I mean, this kid is so good. Uh, what's your reaction to that game, to Pepe's huge first start for the national team? It's nice to see the U.S. embrace the play the kids or play the kid mantra and 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 uh hopefully we don't have to remind him again in october that hey you got peppy you know so yeah i it was nice um and again it's it's another occasion where the where all the social media us social media people have been yelling at him to do something and he finally does it and it just proves that we are right and he's wrong Mm -hmm. all the time you know if you just listen Mm -hmm. to the fans we can run the team better than he can. <laughs> well, you do get woozy when you sniff your own farts all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was still good to see Pepe deliver. Uh, 
part of me isn't happy because it means he's closer out the door. <laughs> you know, and people can talk about how much yeah. how much uh, he's going to go for. It doesn't matter because it, no matter what price tag it is, we have very little hope that the Hunts will actually put that back into the roster. So, right. I mean, I don't know. That's <laughs> your cynicism there. All right, well... The, the, but, you know, their answer is going to be to simply promote Hara to the starter. That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, but let's not let's not pull the fire alarm yet. Let's not go there. Let, let's let's stay in the positive state. But our buddy Hoach there says, players usually break out in the comfort of a home game, not at an away match like that. Craziness. Let's go, Ricardo. And, and that's a good point. I mean, to get your first start, your first minutes, really, on the senior team level in an away match in a very hostile environment and then to be able to perform it just speaks so much to this kid's poise and his confidence and you know what though i think we all remember being 18 and invincible and 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 i think that's where he's at right now he's his confidence is through the roof combine that with useful youthful you know, exuberance, and, and it's just the recipe, the right recipe at the right time. This kid, he believes in himself, and, you know, he goes out there and, and, and plays fearless, you know. Even though, even in the first half when the U.S. wasn't looking all that good, he was the only guy high-pressing out there, yeah. <laughs> you know, which was, you know, you were like, okay, is he doing like a single-man high-press? What's going on here? That's just his energy level was through the roof, so... You know, I think maybe any any if there was some nervous energy or nervousness, I think that was out of system after the first half, and then we saw the final product in the second half. I mean, yeah, this kid delivers, and you, every, any any team that plays needs to ride that train as far as it'll take us. Is he Ben? Is he the new number one? Is he? Is, is he done enough to say, like, man, the next game he's got to start? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, assuming he's still in, in good form, you know, it's, gosh, it's like only like three weeks until the next window. Um, and, you know, a good thing is that Dallas is not going to miss him through absence again. So, you know, uh, Dallas is off during the next international break. So it gives them a great time to regroup if, you know, um, you know, they can win a few games here in the next couple weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, I would, I mean, like I would say the, he's clearly the top striker going into the next break, you know, unless his form tails off dramatically. And, and even, even if he is not the top striker for some reason, he's still, currently the hot hand you know you got to play the hot hand you either play your best striker or the hot hand and at this point we believe Pippi is both of those so if you don't agree with one you got to agree with the other and and either way he should be one of the two starting uh strikers for that team or if they go three up top he should definitely be one of those three the question i have and i'm wrestling with and our buddy hoach asked it too in the chat what kind of mentions his value is high um, Bayern is interested, evidently. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of teams interested. 
the winter transfer window now is is the next possibility. Um, yeah, I've heard a little chatter that hey, FC Dallas will try to keep him at least for another year. He'll get vital minutes. He'll continue to grow, and and he's in a good place. There's a lot to to to, to be there, and, and and that could could be a, a strong argument to be made of like hey, unless like a really spectacular offer comes in, Pepe. Stick with us another year. Let's fight for success for for championships here with FC Dallas. Um, your your value is only going to go up, you know. You or or at the very least, it's going to stay kind of in a where it is. But I mean, like, if a value evaluation comes in, you know, that's off the charts. I mean, my gut is that whatever. Price comes in for Pepe. It's got to break the MLS record. I mean, I think it's got to before you consider it. It's got to beat Alfonso I, Davies. I, I don't know about that simply because the Hunts like to put that uh, that they want to keep a percentage, and if it doesn't surpass the record, it's because of that. It's because you know they're gonna want to keep thirty percent, forty percent. Very likely they they have to settle for something around twenty five percent. You know. So if anything's going to put a damper on that, it's going to be that. But I have a question for you guys. Would you rather see Pepe leave this winter or wait till this next summer? Because if he leaves this winter, at least you know he's gone and you can prepare for the next season. But if he stays and goes in the summer, you're basically going to have your your starting uh, star striker basically leave you mid-season so that's the one thing we got to start yeah. worrying about is could the hunt basically try to hold on to him in the hopes that he'll bring in more come summer but again then there you go again is you're going to basically cut off our legs next year so i mean he's 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 going for the record record fee you know um, and until until they hit that, I mean, there's no reason. I mean, and shouldn't the Hunts draw a line there and say, hey, this is the record fee, start there, or don't bother calling us? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, for one thing, that helps you buy, buy Hara out, you know, that last year, <laughs> right. gone. Just walk oh, away from it. That's <laughs> part of the fee. That's like, okay, record fee and Frank O'Hara. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, but our buddy Hoach says there, if I'm Ricardo, I'm wanting firsthand knowledge about how they plan to build a roster to challenge for the cup next season. If it smells, then I'm going to Europe. I mean, that's a factor to consider too. How is the team going to reinforce itself, put pieces around Ricardo to succeed, to make it worthwhile to spend another season growing, learning, and, and well, having fun? The problem with that argument is that he just signed a contract extension, so he couldn't do that. He couldn't say, oh, you know, if I don't like it, I'm leaving for Europe, because he already agreed to stay on. Right. You he know? just he, he keened himself. Yes. So, <laughs> so that's not really an option for him. His best bet is to basically, hopefully he has, you know, a say as to, as to where he goes, you know, because, you right. know, Right. What if the team? What if the team that ma- that matches what the Hunts want is from Russia or Turkey? Mm. You know, 
is that where he wants to go? I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully he has some say as to where he goes. And, and maybe if he does move this winter, it's because he says, no, I don't want to play for any of those teams. I'm willing to wait till the summer or next, you know, somebody, a bigger name points up. That's, I think that's my concern is, is that he goes to a non, a non-champions league, non-Euro league team. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, to me, he's like the the obvious replacement for Lewandowski at this point. And there, there's just like a lot of a lot of similarities in their game, and I think Lewandowski's contract runs out in 2023. So, you know, they've I mean, seen him play. You would you would hope that they're thinking, hey, let's bring him in and have him mentor, be mentored by Lewandowski. You know, have him groomed to be that guy that's whoever brings him hopefully will do that but there's also a possibility that, that someone's going to say hey if we're paying that much for this kid he's being brought in to be the guy mm, sure so uh it's a good question isn't it and we, we wish we could kind of see i mean I, I i will say this one last thing i i Ricardo strikes me as you know like a loyal guy, um, and you know the signing that contract this summer, uh, it's a big help to his family. Uh, it's going to engender a lot of a lot of goodwill between him and the club, which he already loves the club already. So, you know, um, I don't see him like trying to force his way out at all. You know. Mm. There'll be a lot of lot of those variables at work here, and of course, it's not out of the question that like Bayern comes and says, "Yeah, we're going to buy him. We're going to pay your price." I mean, uh, I, I forgot Alfonso Davies went for how much? Uh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was sixteen. Yeah, around that around that mid mid not quite twenty mil, and so hey, you come out and you say, "Look, we'll give you twenty five for Pepe." With a sell-on clause, kind of a thing, um, and uh, but we'll loan you back for for the rest of the season, you know, kind of a thing. I, I I could see that potentially working. He's getting minutes, you know. He's he's in he's in form. Um, let him go, you know. Let him let him continue to run with the team. That would be really a, a win-win for FC Dallas. But we'll see. You know, there's just a lot of scenarios, and it depends on injuries. Um, our buddy Hooch says that he wants him at at, at Stuttgart because they're down to two strikers due to injury. <laughs> so he could I be think, honestly, immediately starting. I think I'd love to see him go to the Bundesliga for sure, even whether it's uh, Bayern or not. You know, I definitely would love to see him go there. Yes, seems like a good place for him to land. All right, well, uh, that's just speculation, but. I mean, just seeing him perform at that level, it is amazing. But you're right, right, Jose. It's just like FC Dallas fans are also like, well, he's the next one that's going to be on his way. And meanwhile, you know, Dante Sealy, uh, I think, got on the score sheet this past weekend. And, and the team could have used him. Game winner. Scored the game, game winner. winner yeah. Could have probably used him. I mean, injuries part. are hurting the team. But um, which doesn't bode super well for – next season if, if we're going to pass on some more exciting guys. But, hey, um, you know, 
this is life with FC Dallas. I think we've got to accept this is where we are. Hey, let, let's shift over now. Let's close out the show. Um, just a huge week again. We've already talked about it. NYFC, um, NYCFC, I should say, on Tuesday at the New York Red Bulls Stadium in Harrison, New Jersey. I was going to try to go up there. It's, it's just a short train ride for me, but three hours train ride. But I, I was going to say more like NYCRB. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's not going to work out for me. Um, and then uh, again this weekend against Houston at Houston. So two big away matches, both teams that you can get points from. Although NYCFC is is a solid team, much more talented than, and, and but but lost this most recent weekend. Um, we got to find a way to four points, right? Uh, you know, can the team get it done? What are you looking for as signs that this team is going to get big results this weekend on short rest or this week on short rest on a packed week? Just keep riding the peppy train, man. I mean, I think as long as he's hot, if, if he can score on the road, we've got a shot. And that's what I'm going to keep watching, you know, watching him and, and, and Chewy hopefully both keep their – form going and and hopefully they get some help from shun or pax or somebody else you know to take the pressure off those two but i think as long as those guys are still in form and and, and peppy scores we got a shot and and i i that's what i want to see i want to see the train keep rolling and let's ride that train hopefully all the way to the playoffs ben what do you think uh just want to bring up like a, a another little uh, tidbit from uh, the NYCFC game that kind of kind of is a positive. Uh, their leading scorer, Tati Castellanos, out on yellow card suspension tomorrow. Okay. So that's a that's that's a nice little 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 win right there. Um, so anyway. Um, you know the team just just scores so much better whenever um, Hara doesn't start. I mean it's 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 ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean uh, twenty. Uh, I'm just like taking a quick look at this because I haven't looked at it in a while. Let's see, twenty-seven goals in the fifteen matches he hasn't started. That's almost two per game. I mean, you know that's that's elite production in the league and you know and that looks like that's going to continue for the indeterminate future so right. I'm, I'm i'm pumped about that everybody should be pumped about that because it's not just peppy scoring he makes his teammates look better i think i think ben is not uh dallas till i die i think he's dallas till Harris starts <laughs> <laughs> well well uh, yeah. I still support the team. I just won't watch. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it is tough. I mean, Hara scored a goal, <laughs> but yet, you know, hey. Um, well, yeah, I'm with you. I, you know, I, um, and our buddy Hoach there says we need points in Houston more at, you know, Copa Tejas. I, I'm, I'm happy with the 0-0 draw. I, I, I mean – or a one-one draw in NYC uh, in New York or New Jersey, I guess. Um, get a goal early, scrap away a goal, and then like let Pepe rest a little bit. It's been a long week for him. I know he's young, but you don't want to ride him too hard. 
rest. No, no, we need the three points. I, I agree, but then you rest him for that Houston three points. you got to go for the three points against Houston. Ah, and, he's and, 18. Okay, That's right. and, and that Invincible. may be true, you know, but um, I think it's going to be a, a tough match on, on Tuesday, but ho- tomorrow night, but hopefully the team can get a, at least a point. If, if they're going to get a point at one of the two matches, I feel like NYCFC is, is more likely because of the travel and everything, and then you get three points against Houston after a little longer time to rest up. But Do not have the luxury of picking and choosing at this point. All right. I mean, six points that's, would be that's, amazing. That, that's gone after this weekend. Six points would get them back in the in in the thick of things, I think. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Oh, you bet. Uh, Jose, you know, North Texas. Let's, let's shift to North Texas real quick. Uh, not a great weekend for them. Uh, it's been a terrible week for them. I mean, they 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 just got the road loss. Before that, they had to settle for a draw at home. It's not at all what I, env- what I envisioned for the team. I think they're currently eighth place. They it doesn't get any easier as as in their next home match they they host Union Omaha who who tend to find a way to get a draw against North Texas almost every time they play. So this match is probably a must win if there ever has been one. You know they need to defeat Union Omaha in North Texas. And it's just their attack has basically disappeared on them. It's faltered, you know. And, of course, they lost to uh, Chattanooga again on a last-second goal, Mm. which is, I think that's like, they've scored a last-second goal every match they've played. So it's like four matches now. And you know it's coming, and it literally was at the death. So just... This was a chance for them to go on a run. They, they were on an eight-match unbeaten streak, and now they're in a two-match uh, losing streak mm. with Union Omaha coming to town. So they need to write the ship, and they need to write it this weekend because their window for – they basically were sitting in a good spot where they could, where they could uh, challenge for the third spot, and they've missed that window now, and now they're challenging just to get into playoffs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So – they can ride the ship with a win at, uh, against Union Omaha at home, and, and they need to make that happen. Well, thanks. We'll, we'll leave it here tonight with that. Ben and Jose, you're great. Um, always great to, to hang out and talk FC Dallas soccer. Of course, remember, everybody, follow us at BigDSoccer.com, um, and you can write your own perspectives and comments there. The little feature called Fan Shots. You can fill in and, and write your own perspectives and commentary. Um, We'd love to hear your voice, and uh, it's going to be a full week of FC Dallas action, so join us. Hang out with us. Let's have a good time together and hope for this team to, to push hard for the playoffs. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Good night.